On today's episode, peak homelessness hits Portland, Oregon, and your geographic plan B. Welcome to the podcast where entrepreneurs go to learn about alternative retirement investing strategies and structures and all things related to planning a successful, prosperous retirement. If you're self-employed, if you're a gig worker or solopreneur, you've come to the right place to learn how to retire wealthier, retire sooner, and retire happier. This is the Rogue Retirement Lounge. So here in Portland, Oregon, we have a homeless problem. We brought it on ourselves, but we definitely have a homeless problem here. Uh, If you haven't been to Portland, it actually used to be a really cool town. I remember in eighth grade, my buddies and I would take the bus downtown and look for places that had pinball machines, and we'd uh, look for smoke shops that would sell kids cigarettes. Uh, It was safe for 12-year-olds to walk around downtown, and only occasionally would you see a bum walking around. But that was in the early 80s. Today, Portland is seriously a shithole. There are tents on the sidewalks in pretty much every part of town, and the homeless encampments are making their way out into the suburbs. Uh, Even in well-to-do areas, they're unable to control the homeless population. We have a neighborhood called Laurelhurst on the east side of town that has some really expensive houses and a formerly very nice little park where you used to be able to safely walk uh, with lots of trees and a little pond. Uh, Anyway, it used to be really nice until the campers came in, making the park unsafe after dark and essentially destroying the livability for people living nearby. Uh, All the usual stuff, needles on the ground, lots of drug use, uh, fires, all night noise, you name it. Now, I'm fortunate to live in a suburb that doesn't allow homeless people yet, but it won't be long. Um, The other day, I was driving in another suburb on the southwest side of Portland, uh, where there's a pretty large homeless encampment, and I saw a guy literally carrying a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. I'm serious. This is some, some Mad Max shit here. I'm 52 years old, and this is the first time I'd ever seen a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire in person. That dude was out to fuck someone up, seriously. Anyway, it was revealed in 2018 that more than half of the arrests that the Portland police made in 2017 were homeless people. And homeless people at that point made up about 3% of the population. So that's right, 3% of the population accounting for over 50% of the crime. So what has Portland as a city and Oregon as a state done to curb crime? For starters, we went and decriminalized hard drugs. Yep, we made it perfectly legal to be in possession of cocaine, heroin, oxycodone, methamphetamines. And if you can't afford hypodermic needles to shoot that legal heroin and meth, we have city and county programs to make sure you've got access to plenty of free, clean needles. Now, I'm not sure how many needles we actually give out in any given year, but the county collects 7 million used needles a year in various needle drop locations. 7 million. So, in the book The Armchair Economist, Stephen Landsberg wrote that most of economics can be summarized in four words. People respond to incentives. Again, people respond to incentives. So, if you're a junkie living in Idaho, or maybe Nevada and you know that you can freely purchase and use hard drugs here in Oregon, you're probably going to consider moving here. We Oregonians have uh, incentivized out-of-state junkies to come live here because we won't arrest people for uh, possessing meth or heroin. We also won't jail you for shoplifting to support that habit. 
but uh, that's a, that's another story. Anyway, uh, we'll also let you set up a tent on pretty much any sidewalk in town. So while we encourage bums and junkies to come join us and live on our streets, lots of people here love to blame our homeless issues on the high price of housing. As if all these drug addicts had jobs and apartments, then were suddenly forced to move into a tent because the rent went up. Now, I'm sure there are a small minority, and actually I know there are a small minority of people out there who did get priced out of housing, but I can guarantee you that the majority of our homeless friends are mentally ill and or drug addicts. So, so what's the solution? Well, if your city government is run by dumb shits, elected by dumb shits, and re-elected by dumb shits, there is no solution. The problem is going to continue to grow while our city council and our pussy of a mayor continue to do absolutely nothing. So what about your town? Do you have a crippling homeless epidemic yet? If you're pretty much anywhere on the West Coast, the answer is yes. But if your town isn't a destination for homeless bums and junkies yet, look at how incentives helped create and expand the problem in towns like mine. While it may make you feel good to decriminalize hard drugs, provide free needles to every heroin and meth addict in your town, and not prosecute property crimes, in the long run, you're fucking yourself and your community. If you incentivize bad behavior, more bad behavior is what you're going to get. So watch Portland burn and rot and carefully watch what's going on in your town. Vote for laws that prevent our issues from happening where you live. Okay, so on a happier note, uh, I want to talk to you about your geographic plan B. So what's a geographic plan B? Well, Say you, say you were planning to retire in 2023 and you've got the majority of your nest egg in stocks. And let's say the crash that many people believe is going to happen soon happens and you lose 40 to 50% of your retirement savings. Say you were planning to live on 80 grand a year and the bottom drops out, leaving you with 40 grand a year. Well, because I spend way too much time thinking about this stuff, I've actually written out little scenarios for myself, basically saying, if I only end up making X number of dollars in retirement, I'll consider moving to this country or that. Um, and as I've mentioned before, I'm pretty much all in on real estate. So unless something really crazy happens with the overall economy, when I retire in six years, 362 days, I won't need to move abroad. But I just feel better knowing that I have options, that I've got this geographic plan B, this place where I can go. So right now, the, the, the town that I'm looking for for my plan B is a city in the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico called Merida. Merida. Um, if you haven't been there, it's such a cool little town. It's it's safe. It's close to the Gulf of Mexico. There's awesome food. The people are super friendly and relatively low prices. And I have it on good authority from a friend of mine that the healthcare system is super solid down there. This guy actually flew down to Merida to get surgery, uh, and he had an excellent experience, and it cost him a small fraction of, it of what it would have cost him in the States. So uh, I've looked at other countries, including Costa Rica and Panama, but I just like uh, the fact that Mexico, I've been there a few times, it's familiar, um, it's close, it's easy to get into and out of, um, and it just uh, checks all the boxes for me. And I think I could live there for very comfortably for well under three grand a month. So, so what about you? Have you thought about the possibility of living abroad for a couple of years? If your monthly budget was under three grand, what would that look like? So for me, depending on how things go, if I end up down there, um, I could retire actually a few years earlier. 
Uh, I doubt I'm ever going to be comfortable with the idea of permanent relocation to outside of the U.S., but a few years, I think, is definitely on the table. So anyway, it, at least it's worth thinking about having that geographic plan B and, and doing some research. Um, and it's also kind of fun because, you know, you could plan some travel and kind of go see some of these places uh, that, you know, are super cheap to live and see if you, you know, might consider the possibility of living down there. Anyway, so to expand on the concept of living in another country, in the next episode, I'm interviewing a guy named Tim Leffel, uh, the author of the book, A Better Life at Half the Price. This dude is a full-on credentialed expert on living abroad, uh, and currently he lives in a town called Guanajuato uh, in Mexico, which is super cute little town. Um, anyway, so do me a favor and please subscribe to this podcast because um, that way you will be sure not to miss my interview with Tim because he throws out some really good information. So uh, look for that one next. Um, and in the meantime, thanks for listening. Um, please do me a favor and subscribe and uh, I will talk to you later. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com.